Hello, I'm Dango Rose, and you're listening to the Mountaineer Podcast in conjunction with the Mountaineer Newspaper, the voice of the peak to peak online and in print. Brought to you by Mountain Vale Media. Now, listen in for the show. And barely three weeks into the new year, so far, people have endured back-to-back blizzards, and the Mountaineer is facing a boycott by a growing number of advertisers. Some of the merchants in Nederland have stopped selling the paper. Letter after letter from angry readers have been flooding the mailbox as crank calls flood the answering machine. So, how does the staff of the paper choose to deal with such a dilemma? Exactly as they should. Report the news of the uprising to the community and run it on the front page. During this period, the Mountaineer carried a weekly opinion column written by Nederland resident Bill Allen. In the column printed the week before the boycott, Allen raised the question of why mountain prices were so high. He titled it with, Why Pay High Altitude Prices? With the first sentence being, Can anyone tell me why everything costs more here in the mountains? Allen believed price hikes for mountain living to be unfair to locals, especially for everyday items and necessary services, and he had no trouble talking about things that bugged him. Yes, his opinions were direct and unapologetic, but even he refers to his words that week as a rant. Readers were warned. At one point he stated, Sometimes it seems like local prices are set for tourists who are used to being gouged wherever they go. I'll continue to shop locally, but that doesn't mean I have to like being treated like a Texan. From the cost of sewer lines to the price of a six-pack, in less than 300 words, Allen pointed out that there was an average 30% or more increase for the same goods and services in Nederland as in Boulder. That week, he also managed to call out everyone in town he believed to be price gouging. Still, the column is very clearly presented as an opinion piece, and understandably, in such a piece, opinions are given. However, no one, not even Allen, could have predicted the enormous fallout that would follow. One of the loudest voices in opposition to Allen came from Drew Marchausen. Maybe he felt there was some underlying double whammy insult directed solely at him. Either way, he was rather extreme when responding to the column. At the time, Marchausen owned Dam Liquor Store, was president of the Nederland Area Chamber of Commerce, and was also seemingly very proud to be a Texan. In a letter to the Mountaineer that week, he wrote, If Mr. Allen would like to come into my store, I would be happy to educate him on purchasing and pricing. If he would like to repeat his Texan comment to my face, I will be happy to introduce my fist to his mouth. In addition to threatening Allen with violence, Marchausen announced that he would be spearheading all efforts to remove the Mountaineer from every establishment in Nederland. For weeks, the letters kept coming in. More and more people joined the debate. 
On behalf of the paper that week, George Blevins wrote, This week's Mountaineer is a little short on news. It's not that news didn't happen, but that our mail persons worked overtime stuffing letters into our box. We received so much opinion that we dropped some of the news from our pages to make room for it. We hope our readers will enjoy reading the varied and lively letters as much as we did. Our readers write some of the most creative, thoughtful, provocative, and interesting letters we've ever read, and we are pleased to be able to share them with you. This also comes as the original question of why the high prices in the mountains morphed into what about freedom of the press? Walter B. Smith, a veteran living in Rollinsville, wrote to say, Such an uproar over one man's exercising his rights under the Constitution. Whatever happened to, I disagree with your opinion, but I will defend to the death your right to express it. He continued by reminding people the constitutionally guaranteed rights of free speech and a free press are vital to the very life of our nation and are at risk whenever a special interest group seeks to stifle the voice of a citizen. Another response came in from Randy Lee of Nederland. In his letter, he stated, Well, here we go again. Yet another individual has had the temerity to voice sentiments critical of the holy community of Nederland, and our local knee-jerk brigade has surged forth to defend her slighted honor, spouting the usual twaddle. Offering further perspective on this subject, Lee wrote, Many of us don't mind paying a bit more in order to support our local businesses, but we do object to trading with blustering censors. Lighten up, Marchausen. No harm was done to your honor, either as a local store owner or as a Texan, that you didn't engender yourself with your disproportionate reaction to a petty columnist musings. Others in the community found the exchange of commentary amusing. Netherland resident Eric Mondi wrote, I really enjoyed the past couple of issues of The Mountaineer. The verbal snowball fight Alan and Marchausen are having is fun reading and something you only get in a small local paper. He also mentioned, yes, prices are higher up here, but it's just one of the prices we all willingly pay to live up here. No big deal. I buy The Mountaineer because it is a forum for local opinion, and as such, I'll keep buying it. Just don't raise the price. Letters continue to arrive in support of both Allen's right to freedom of speech and the need to defend the freedom of press. One letter sent in by David and Barbara Farwell said it best, a newspaper should not only inform but also raise questions. It should present a variety of opinions to stimulate discussion. It should provide a forum for more than one viewpoint, and it should belong to no one individual or to no one group in town. We don't always agree with Bill Allen, but we trust the Mountaineer will refuse to buckle under pressure and threats of boycotts from those who disagree. In Allen's only printed response to the community's reaction to that now infamous column, he wrote, Well, last week's column sure caused an uproar, which doesn't surprise me at all. I thought I'd jumpstart the dialogue, stir the stew a little. Nice to know that somebody reads this thing, at least. He also said, whether people are getting together to agree with my opinions or to sit around and talk about what a jerk this guy Bill Allen is, dialogue is my goal. By that criteria, last week's column was a huge success. I think people need to talk to each other, and I don't mind becoming the persona non grata in some corners to promote this. Anyway, 
The stage is now set for a lively debate on the way business works in the mountain area. People can step forward and defend local businesses and their prices. Merchants can explain why many things must cost significantly more here. The whole topic can be widely discussed and hopefully better understood by everyone, myself included. In all, Bill Allen contributed some 250 columns to the Mountaineer during his time with the paper. He wrote his first column on August 6, 1987. His last was printed on May 31, 1991. During those years, he continued to ruffle feathers time and again, but never again to that degree. Allen never claimed to be some great reporter. He reminded readers time and again they were reading only one man's opinion. That opinion, however, was often very easy to relate to. Bill Allen passed away on December 2, 2016. During his life in Netherlands, he was a school bus driver, worked in transportation, ran his own business, volunteered countless hours around the community, and left a legacy of hard work, honesty, and determination to the town and his five sons. Recently, in an interview with Allen's youngest son, Bob Allen, he had this to say about his dad. Um, he definitely said that he stirred some feathers back in the day. We've always heard that, like, we have copies of all of it somewhere. But I've, to be honest, like, what you sent me was the first that I really had read um, of any of that. So, like, I texted my brothers about it. And uh, we did spend last night kind of doing, like, a little bit of a deep dive, um, which was really cool. You know, like I said, I hadn't really... I hadn't really read any of that before. So, um, I don't know. It was pretty fun. We spent, I mean, we, we pulled up a bunch of his old articles and then a bunch of ones that columns from other people that were like telling him to move to a deserted island, you know, and all this stuff, which is pretty fun. Honestly, it was pretty funny. So, yeah, I mean, I wanted to say like, I appreciate you sending me that link because it kind of, it was cool for me and my brothers to kind of, you know, go back and read some of that stuff. And that's, I don't know. I mean, reading through that, that's kind of what me and my brothers all said, and she was just kind of being a curmudgeon, you know, which is pretty funny. But, um, I mean, he, you know, he really did just kind of, I mean, he was very opinionated, obviously. And uh, he was very firm in his own beliefs, I'll say that. That's not a bad thing to be. I mean, not know. at all. No, he uh, he loved this town kind of thing, and uh, um, I think he really loved what he kind of first came into, you know. And then as things started to change, you know, just everything around him. Um, I think that's you know when he kind of started to. Uh, I mean, the article you sent me just about like how expensive everything was in the mountains. That really made me laugh because, I don't know, that's something people still complain about, like, right now, you know? last column in the Mountaineer, he signed off with the following call to action for his replacement. 
I want to take the opportunity to encourage any takers to step forward. Give it a shot. It isn't easy. As a friend of mine said, it must be tough having an opinion a week. It is, but it has been my experience that it can also be a whole lot of fun. Little local newspapers, such as the one in your hands, fill one of the nicer niches in journalism. In them, a writer's contact with his readership is very close. If the people buying your stuff like it, you'll hear about it everywhere you go. The opposite, of course, is also true. But in any case, being a small-town columnist assures one of many opportunities for debate and conversation. If you're into that sort of thing, it can be a great little avocation. I know you're out there, people more skilled and qualified for the job than I've ever been. Try it for a while. Really, it can be a guess. Information for this article has been taken directly from the Mountaineer Historical Archives. To read more on this story and take a deep dive into Bill's other works full of wise words, visit www.coloradohistoricalnewspapers.org. You'll also have a chance to see what else was going on that week in the headlines. Spoiler alert, ice fishermen finally admit they're crazy. And someone accidentally lost a bag of cocaine at the bank. But that's another story. I'm Cynthia Davis. This is the Mountaineer Podcast. Thank you for listening. That's it for our show. Subscribe online to get access to more news, weekly updates to our community calendar, and a link to our YouTube channel by visiting themountaineer.com. Be sure to use the coupon code PODCAST when subscribing for a 10% discount, only available to our listeners. I'm Dango Rose. Thank you for listening.